2: Your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for
1: News from the
2: Nest with
1: Vinny and Haiti. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists.
2: 1057 The Fan. News from the Nest here on this Turn It Up Tuesday.
3: It's Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. John Harbaugh met with the media, had to address injuries, and we'll start off with Marcus
0: Williams. Marcus has a pec injury. He's talking to consulting with the doctors right now. He'll be out for a while. may not be a season-ender, though. There's different options that he has, so keep you updated on that. Uh, And it's soon because he'll have to make a decision soon on a possible surgery there.
3: So you lose one of your dynamic duo safeties in Marcus Williams. Now it's an opportunity for Geno Stone, again, to step up and do what he has to do. But again, Vinny, we go back to... We talk about J.K. Dobbins; you lose him from your running game. Now this Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams safety duo, which is considered one of the best in football, you're not going to have it for a while, if
2: at all, this year. Right? And guessing, no matter what, Marcus Williams is going on some type of IR, Bob. And guessing they're going to add another safety, whoever that may be. So yeah, I mean they they've got uh, they they took a hit there defensively because I mean Stone. Plays good. You know, Stone's Stone. Stone's good at what Stone does. And Marcus Williams is more the center fielder, you know, make plays. Stone does a nice job, but he's just not the playmaker that Marcus Williams is.
3: Now we go back to the offensive line. Tyler Linderbaum, he goes down. Same with Ronnie Stanley. John Harbaugh, update there.
0: Tyler has has an ankle sprain. So uh, I'd say week to week right now. uh, He may be out for this game. Ronnie has a knee sprain. Uh, so, again, that will be kind of sim- similar to Tyler right now. So, we'll see where those guys are at. But they could be out this game. And uh, we'll be counting on the guys, if they are out, to step up and play.
2: I'll make a bet with you, Bob. Lindenbaum will be back before Stanley. Just because I think that's his mentality. You know, I mean, he's a wrestler and tough guy. He, I think he, he'll be back sooner than later, I think. Now, uh, Jeff's Rebeck from The Athletic. Uh,
3: no, it's not Twitter anymore. He X'd this out, I guess. So on X, whatever Twitter used to be. Dobbins done for the year. Andrew's dealing with the quad. Could be back Sunday. No guarantees. Could be back. Linderbaum, probably not. Stanley, probably not. Bowser's out until week five. Humphrey, maybe. Yeah. And as we just talked about with Marcus Williams, nope. Not for what?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you're you're going in, you know, hostile environment, opening game for Cincinnati at home. They got embarrassed. Uh I mean, this is gonna be a uh a very difficult game. Very difficult game. And we're gonna I mean, because you're gonna get you're gonna get an A game from Cincinnati, I think, Bob.
3: Well, they're zero and one. Yeah. They don't want to be zero and two. Obviously, if the Ravens could possibly steal this one, Ooh, however, it would be huge. Then you have Indy coming to town next week. But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll do our picks later in the week, and obviously, we'll talk about this matchup with the Bengals over the next few days. But with J.K. Dobbins done from the year or done for the year, here's John Harbaugh talking about calling up Melvin Gordon.
0: No, I think that uh, we're, we're good. I like the guys we got. Melvin uh, is going to, you know, he's here for a reason. Certainly didn't expect it to be this quick, but uh, uh, that's why he's here. That's why he wanted to stay here. I think because you know he likes it here. You know, he likes the offense and he likes the the uh, the environment. And uh, he's a heck of a talented guy. You saw him in the preseason. He's a, he's a proven back. So I'm very very glad that he's here.
2: Yeah, I'm probably just a comfort because. You know, because Mitchell's on the four game IR. So if you didn't have Gordon on the practice squad, then you got to go get a guy. So, I mean, and you got a guy that knows the system, was here the whole time. You know, is he a burner anymore? No. Um, I'm guessing that it'll be Gus Bus, Justice, and then Gordon getting the least amount of reps.
3: Apparently, Gordon had opportunities to go elsewhere. The Colts, I believe, uh, probably. were interested in his services, but he's stuck <laughs> around here in Baltimore. Now it's going to pay off for him, and hopefully he'll make that work for the Ravens as well. It's handy and Haney, 105.7, the bad news from the Nest, mentioning Justice Hill. He had two touchdowns on Sunday. Is he ready for that big workload now, John Harbaugh?
0: The way he's played speaks for itself, right? I mean, you guys have seen him play. The fans have all seen him play now through, through years, but also in the preseason and yesterday. So, I don't think it needs any explanation. He's got tremendous confidence in Justice Hill. He's he's a very good running back. He's a very good all-around player, and uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for him.
2: I agree with everything Harp said. I, I think I think uh, you know he, he'll make plays for them. He's you know be good out of the backfield and stuff too. Um, he can run it up inside. You know, he doesn't have – he's got good speed but not great speed. Like, Mitchell's got great speed. You know, and that's that's an, another weapon that they'll add. But, yeah, I, Justice Hill, uh, I don't have a problem at all with him.
3: Well, here's a dilemma that I guess coaches face to play or not to play. In the preseason, you choose not to play them because you don't want him to get hurt. Then again, John Harbaugh, by not playing him in the preseason, could that possibly lead
0: to injuries? You know, looking at whether you play in the preseason or don't, you know, how many reps you take in practice or you don't take, we're all ramping our guys now. Is there is there a long enough ramp, really, to ramp the guys properly? I'd say no. The people that are doing the studies on this, they know that too. What they're going to have to do eventually is they're going to they're gonna have to change the whole thing, the whole preseason process and, and update it because it's just been basically by what's always been done. I think that the NFL and the and the NFLPA are going to come together on this, you know, and they're going to come up with the best thing for the players.
2: I think Bob, kind of what he's, I think what he's saying is they need more work in the pre in in the preseason, you know, during training camp and stuff. They need more practice time, you know. I mean, because guys go out there for two hours and that's about it, you know, a day. And a lot of times, I mean, Bob, look at the vets, you know practice two days. Yeah, and the other thing, you're never in pads. You know, how do you get used to playing in a game and stuff when you can't ever practice in pads? You know, first time they tackled, but first time they tackled was the other day in the game. But
3: this was collectively bargained by the players.
2: Well, the, here's the thing with, with that, Bob, is, is the owners, because the owners kick everybody out of the room when they're deciding that stuff. It's all about money for them. They'll give up anything with training they'll give that up for to get more of what they want and because you know that's why none of them are coaches or anything they're all about the dollar
3: and finally john Harbaugh here news from the nasty offense one click
0: it on all cylinders what do you say there john Harbaugh? absolutely absolutely lots of little things even communication uh just the way we were operating it was you know it was it was up and down you know it was a little spotty we had some really good moments many good moments but you also had many not good moments, you know, and being on the same page, where we were lined up, timing up motions, uh, getting out of the huddle as quickly as we wanted to at times, route running, blocking schemes, which linebacker we were working towards. There's there's just a, a myriad of things that go into playing a football game and operating offensively or defensively and special teams.
2: Yeah, they had there was there was a lot of issues and and to me it all it all number one it's got to start with lamar because he's the one controlling the ship you know at the beginning and is he making the right checks we don't know but you know listening to harbs it wasn't all consistent you know and he's gotta he's gotta be able to handle the blitzes and those things and um but the protection and the blocking That's where it started. I mean, the run blocking, I didn't think the run blocking was very good. They didn't sustain their blocks very well. They fell off blocks all the time. I mean, they didn't, the Ravens didn't run the ball all that great. You know, and then the pass protection stuff. You know, if they can keep the pocket clean. I mean, Lamar was, what, 15 of 15 with no pressure. All right. You know, two of seven with pressure. Yeah. Protective, they got to be a little more stout up there. The, the old, and if the old line is playing good and playing physical, it'll be a whole different game Sunday.
3: Vinian Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, counts money, by or sell. Ryan Ripken, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball tonight, joining us at the bottom of the hour, talking about tonight's game against St. Louis. The win last night, John Means was activated officially from the 60-day IL. Joey Crable was sent back to A Norfolk. John Means will start tonight. We'll talk about that. We'll look at our picks for this past weekend. College and pro NFL lunch. Ton of injuries in the first week of the NFL season. We'll try to get to as many as we can. America American League East report coming up at 1.15. And then the feeble five, who are the five worst teams in the NFL through the first week, you'll find
1: out around 1.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling?
0: I'm not going to buy into that crap. and Amy.
1: 1057,
3: the fan. Penny and 1057, the fan. Here this Turn It Up Tuesday. Ryan Ripken talking Orioles with him. Bottom of the hour. Don't forget Baltimore baseball tonight. Live from Pickles Pub. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. 5.30 this evening. It's a 6.35 first pitch. Got the Ravens taking a day off, well scheduled before they get ready for Cincinnati starting tomorrow. Decimated by injuries, are the Ravens in certain areas? Same with uh, the Jets. We're getting all of that right now. Let's
2: count that money by ourselves. Bob, it says oil prices hit their highest levels this year. I think the gas prices keep going up. The Dow is up ninety four. The S and down eleven. Nasdaq's down seventy nine. DraftKings is down 45 cents. Under Armour's up 13 cents. Well,
5: let's start here in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill got the nod as their week one starter, and it did not go well at all for him. Three interceptions, and really that quarterback situation there in Tennessee is going to be one to monitor all season long. Of course, last year drafting Malik Willis. This year, Will Levis. Still, Tannehill gets that Week 1 start, as we know, but how did they structure their depth chart? Levis was the designated extra third Mm -hmm. quarterback. Willis was the technical backup on Sunday. Kind of an interesting order for Week 1, but Vinny sell? the Titans will have three different starting quarterbacks this season.
2: I'll buy that. Just because Tannehill stunk it up, and then Willis... He played okay. You know, I mean, last year he was awful. Awful. And this year he played he played all right in the preseason. Now, I'm guessing that he'll have some stink- stinkers in there, and then they'll give Levis a shot. So, yeah, I'll definitely agree that they'll have all three.
5: We'll go over to the NBA here. Load management news. Back, our favorite topic, load management. This time, actual real news, though. It's not just someone complaining about it or someone sticking up for it. The NBA's Board of Governors is voting this week on a rule that could prevent teams from sitting star players, at least multiple star players, in the same game. If you're wondering what constitutes a star player uh, under this proposed rule, it would be anyone who's made an all-star team or an all-NBA team in the past three seasons. Uh, If you sit two of those players in the same game, could receive fines anywhere from 100000 to $1 million, depending on how many violations you have. Uh, Bob, are you buying or selling the effectiveness of this potential new rule?
3: I'm selling it, uh, and I see that they also want to make sure all the stars are available for the uh, that tournament midseason and all the national TV games. I mean, who cares about the Wizards and the Hornets? You know what I mean? If the stars are ready for that one, yeah, okay. In theory, I get what they're trying to do, but... The pushback from the fans is now starting to get a little bit louder, so Mm -hmm. it needs to be addressed to some level. Go back
5: to the NFL here. Tyreek Hill continued to show his game-breaking ability in the Dolphins' win over the Chargers, and he popped off in his post-game press conference, quote here saying, I always feel like nobody can guard me. As a competitor, I feel like if you ask anybody in our room, they'll say the same thing. That's just the competitive mindset. I want the ball. Uh, Tua will gladly continue to give him the ball, but, Vinny, buy sell? Tyreek Hill is the most unguardable player in the league right now.
2: I'll buy it. I mean, I think I think his stats kind of prove it out. Uh, he's fast, he's explosive. He catches the ball, runs away from people, creates separation. You know, uh, and over the last two years with Tua, what do you, I mean, last year he had a ton of catches yards and yards. Yeah. And
3: Just to ask Mike McDonald. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a special dude. And, and you know what? I mean, probably he's helped him going to Florida.
5: He's a guy I think could break Calvin Johnson's record. I mean, he was pushing it last year.
2: Mm-hmm. And now
5: with the 17th game. Yep. We'll go over and we'll close with this here in Major League Baseball. Been discussed and rumored for years now, but it seems the Angels may finally entertain trading Mike Trout. According to our friend Bob Nightingale, L.A. is open to trading him if he indicates that he wants out. Of course, he does have that uh, exclusive no-trade clause in his contract, but even he said that he wants to sit down and have a private conversation with team ownership about the direction of the team. We know what happened with Otani. They didn't trade him. It was a whole debacle doubled down, traded away assets to bring in guys like Giolito and others, only to waive them just weeks later. Bob, buy or sell. There's no room for
3: reconsideration here. Trading Mike Trout is a must for the Angels. I'll buy it if he wants it, though, as you said. And I'm guessing as he gets older, that's probably going to be more of a reality for him. Yay, some Philly guys from Jersey and we get all that. But... This is a guy that hasn't played 150 games in years. I mean, one of the problems the Angels have had is the inability of Mike Trout to stay on the field consistently enough. He's been the best player in baseball, or was, for many years, and we never got to see him on a national stage. The one time they made the playoffs nine years ago – they were swept as favorites by Kansas City in three. So if he wants out, I would think that Artie Moreno and everyone there should accommodate him and grant that wish. Oh, by the way, in what you say the contract's pretty, pretty astronomical. It's not like he's working for free, but I'm sure smarter people than us. Can figure that one out. When we come back, we'll talk Orioles baseball. They win last night, 11-5. Over the St. Louis Cardinals coming from behind to do so, Ryan Ripken, our colleague, Baltimore baseball tonight. He'll be joining us, by the way, we'll be at Pickles Pub. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Nolan McGraw is going to be down, uh, down there with us, too. So stop by, say hello. We got our picks. We'll look back coming up around 1245 or so. Week one, it was dreadful for me. I'll let these two speak for themselves. NFL lunch coming up at one. Ton of injuries in the NFL first week.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Sports, 24-7, 1057 the voice of the fan.
3: Turn it up Tuesday, video heading 1057. the fan, pick the songs, we'll play them loud, goes up to 12, whatever you want to hear, to the high volume, send that request to Nolan McGraw, applause for text line at 410-583-1057, Orioles Cardinals, game two coming up tonight, Oriole Park, Cadden Yards, 635, Baltimore Baseball Tonight. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Me and our next guest will be live from Pickles Pub. Let's talk about those first place Orioles. Joining us on the WGK Law guest hotline, he is Ryan Ripken. Ryan, what's happening? Oh, uh,
7: you know, not that much on this Turn It Up Tuesday. How you doing?
3: Doing all right, dude. Appreciate the time, as always. And we'll talk about the win, because I guess that's all that matters. But let's start with Dean Kramer. Seemed to struggle with his command right out of the gate yesterday. Was given a couple of opportunities as the Orioles tried to give him some run support. Couldn't make it hold up. As you watched him last night, Ryan Ripken, what was gone? Going on wrong with the old man bun there, Dean Kramer.
7: And you know, really, it's one of those like last start he he had trouble getting you know to five innings, I believe, and I have it right here, my computer froze. Oh, yep, there it is. Correct. He went four and two thirds, right? But he still gave up zero runs, but it was a it was a struggle to get through five and, and the same thing happened yesterday and And granted, you know, we talked about this last night. The Cardinals are a good offensive team as far as their numbers might not fully indicate it, but they have some really, really good players, especially you know, in the top of that order, the top five hitters, um, you just got to chalk it up as, you know, hasn't been one of not his best night with command. You talked about that. The, the walks obviously are the most glaring having four. Um, but you know what? Give give Dean the benefit. He has been one of the best pitchers for the team over the last two months. And still the Orioles, you know, found a way to sneak it out. So, you know, no harm, no foul.
3: Now, it- To stay on Kramer, not to give him a hard time, but watching the game last night on Massive and Kevin Brown and, of course, Ben McDonald, kept talking about the cutter was getting hit and hit rather hard, but still kept going to it. When you're Adley and you're Dean Kramer, at what point do you start to improvise and adapt there with the pitch selection?
7: Yeah, you know, you want to try to let the hitters dictate you know what you want to kind of throw and and that's what the the telling sign is if they if they if you feel that they're seeing your cutter well you know you might want to switch it up now having said that though there are pitchers like dean that really do like the cutter and when it and maybe he was feeling it was close to being on or he felt like he could maybe add a little more on to it um and that also is another thought that that pitchers have where I try to tell people, you know, starting pitchers maybe have their A game, five starts out of the year, you know, five to eight if you're lucky, and then B or C or worse, you know, the rest of the way, right? But in those B or C games, you kind of are trying to find yourself and find the pitch. So that probably to me is what was happening. Dean's going, you know, that's still a pitch I'm confident in. Maybe I'll figure it out. Um, But typically it's a good observation that is something else than if it's not working might want to, you know, abort that plan a little bit earlier so maybe you could try to get people off of that cutter if they're seeing it so
3: well. Ryan Ripken joining us here. Vidian and Haney, 105.7. The Pan Orioles win last night, 11-5. Birds in their last 22 games. Ryan have put up 155, averaging over seven runs per game. Talk about those crooked numbers. And they don't have that one guy that just uh, Eddie Murrays them through a month, but they have a lot of guys that chip in. Why has this team been so good offensively over the last month?
7: Uh, because they're a very good offensive lineup. You know, uh, it, it's it's funny. I think someone's told me, like, I can't believe this team's doing so well without one true star bat. And I mean, we're thinking, well, you know, if we're watching some of these guys, we know how Adley Rutchman is and Gunnar Henderson, Anthony Santander. And then you go, wait a minute, what about Austin Hayes? What about Ryan Malcastle? So we're saying all these names. They might not be the household names like Ronald Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. Um, you know, Otani, right? But I just listed off guys right there that have made a huge impact. And I forgot to mention Cedric Mullins, Aaron Hicks, you know, Ramon Urias is hitting the nine holes. So the reason why this Orioles team is hitting the ball so well is that they are so balanced. And I think that that is something that not every lineup has. And look, I mean, what's a luxury to have Cedric Mullins come up, Hit a granny, and I believe he was in the six hole last night, right? And Cedric would be one of the top hitters on any other team's lineup for the most part. So this Orioles team's just confident. They're feeding off of each other. And because their lineup's so balanced, it is making it very challenging for opposing teams to feel comfortable no matter where they are in the order.
3: Ryan, you mentioned Cedric Mullins. He's hitting 321 so far here in September after a buck 88. In August, if everyone could bottle this sort of thing, everyone would hit 300. But what's been different about his approach, at least the first couple of weeks of the September month here?
7: I don't know if it's necessarily approach. I think it's it's so hard when your season gets interrupted with injuries, you know. And people can look back. Well, wait a minute, that Seattle game, he robbed the homer, hit a homer, uh, that was a great moment. But he struggled, you know, before and after that moment, right? And yeah. That's a hard thing where baseball players just like a lot of athletes are creatures of habit and for hitting it's repetition. It's getting in the box, getting comfortable again. Um, you know, so for me it was probably more so if Cedric just maybe he's a he's a calm guy, but maybe feeling that he was pressuring himself a little bit too much and I think just out of sync because of his injury, you know, but clearly Cedric starting to feel better and I do think as knocking on wood here if Cedric can stay healthy we're going to continue to see that Cedric that Oriole fans are used to seeing coming up with some big hits and making some impactful plays at the plate.
2: Hey Ryan what are we what do we need what are you going to be watching tonight to why when you're watching means to see that he's back?
7: Honestly, for me, I just, I want to see him uh, when he, when he comes off the mound that he's all good, you know, that, then that, what I mean all good is just healthy the first time out. Right. And, and obviously he's done that so far. Now, if we want to be specific on stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be throwing, you know, 92, 94, which, you know, I think is what he bumped it up to maybe hitting a five or six here or there. Right. But he might not be throwing that hard. It could be more of that 90 to 93 range. That's okay with me. You know, The, the biggest thing is how does he look up there? Does he feel comfortable? Does he feel like he has an understanding? And, and I think I know it sounds I, – I, look, I just don't want to give a lot of expectations of, to Means because this is a moment he's been waiting since, what, April of 2022? Yep. Um, you know, so it's, there's going to be a lot of emotions, great time. I just want to see him come out healthy. John knows how to pitch. Right, So he knows how to work his stuff. um, And because he's not a power pitcher, he will mix his pitches in. But I'm not worried about outcome tonight. If he can come off that mound and he's feeling good, that's a win for the Orioles because I only think after this first outing, he will get more and more comfortable.
2: Ryan, how do you think this bullpen's going to shake out? Who's going to be that guy?
7: Uh, Well, if Bob has heard me say this quite a bit, um, I am still, uh, you know, Fujinami to me is still this X factor for this ball club. Um, I, they're going to have a committee approach. Kano's still going to be the guy, the closer who's going to get the first shot, but I do think they're going to rotate it. And the reason why I'm saying Fujinami, I'm sitting here going, this guy, if he's on, can completely change the dynamic of your bullpen. You know, Jacob Webb's been great. Jorge Lopez isn't going to be available for the playoffs. Danny Coulomb uh tremendous year, right? Fuji is the only guy of those guys that can throw 103, and when he's on, can really put down any of the best hitters in any team's lineup. So I, I think that's the one I'm just monitoring. It's, it's getting there. But for me, that's the one you really hope, because if you're not going to have a, a dominant force like Felix Batista, you hope someone that's somewhat similar to his skill set could get in there and you could throw into situations um, hopefully, some meaningful situations in October.
3: Ryan Ripken, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball Tonight, joins us every Tuesday. Hero Vinny and Haney Ryan, appreciate it as always. I will see you tonight at five thirty, right there in front of the Yell Crush bus down at Pickles, which hasn't been open for the last couple of times. So, Tom, get on that. How about that?
7: Yeah, I will. And we'll get Nolan down there to open it up for us, too. Yeah. So He's going to drive the bus when it's all said and done, Ryan Ripkin. Perfect. All right, guys. <laughs> all right, all see you later. Have a great day.
3: You got it, Ryan Ripkin. Everybody we will come back. Look back at our picks for Week 1, college. well, Week 2, College. Week 1 for the NFL. But it's our first week of doing picks. How do we do? We'll get into all of that and more. NFL Lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Got your Feeble 5. Got your American League East report. And we got lights out. Sean Merriman talking about Achilles tendon injury. Injuries which he suffered during his playing days. Also, ask him about his turtles who beat Biff Pogi on Saturday night.
2: You can pick your friends. Did we just become best friends. Yep. You can pick your nose. But there was no panic. there was no pig. But only Vinny and Haney can pick games. Football pick them. 1057 The Fan.
3: All right. We got it kicked off, if you will. Our picks for the 2023 season. And we wait until NFL started before we started getting to our college selections. If you're new to the show, it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We uh, play for booze. I get two 30-packs of Ultra if I win, like I did two years ago. Vinny gets $60 worth of wine, which he won last year. And Nolan gets Yingling. But the last two years, Nolan has been the playoff. Yeah. Victor. so you've been drinking there during the postseason, which I guess is more, uh, more satisfying than the long drawn out eighteen weeks.
4: It's a of little NFL
3: fun. It's a consolation, but I am still in the red because
5: I'm, you know, I'm out the money to buy whoever My won wine. the regular season, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I make up a, a portion of it for the postseason. A little well, consolation.
3: All right. Well, let's get to uh, what we did in week one. Well, for the picks, of course, let's stress that. College games, we did four of them. Charlotte at Maryland. We all had Maryland. Yep. Things were dicey early, down 14-zip. Biff Pogey had his incredible Hulk shirt on with the guns flashing. (laughs) And then Maryland kind of stabilized itself a little bit and wound up winning that one. Didn't cover the 24.5, but a win nonetheless. Nebraska at number 22, Colorado. I took Nebraska.
2: I had Colorado. I'm ha- I'm I'm riding with Dion. Right. I kind of figured
5: Vinnie would go that route. Didn't know which way Bob would go. I was said this yesterday. My my decision was full on hater mode. Uh, didn't didn't really like Dion's
3: post game after their first win. Well, I'm not haterizing him. I just figured Nebraska would keep it low scoring, which they did for the first half. But well, we said over the air when you weren't here, if Nebraska gets the 25, or excuse me, Colorado scores 25 or more, I mean, a blowout, which is exactly what happened. I do think Dion's going with the we're getting disrespected card while he's showing zero to the opposition, <laughs> but welcome to 2023. Wow. But he's got his uh, kiss asses out there, so it's all good. Texas AM at Miami, and I wanted to take Miami. I should have taken Miami. I didn't take Miami my...
2: No, I'm right there with you Bob I should have too I don't, I don't know what I was thinking I, I was I was counting on m like maybe offensively you know coming around. they did beat them last year at Am though
5: right now I went back and listened to the Friday segment where you guys did the picks here and Stone gave his picks for fun yeah didn't tally his record I maybe I should because he picked Miami here I don't know if you guys owe him some uh, Mountain Dew or not. Not a drinker, so oh yeah, buy oh, the Mountain Dew. He
3: did stress that. What are you better off doing, sucking out six McAlters or six Mountain Dews? Yeah, You're bouncing know. off the ceiling with the yeah. six Mountain Dews.
2: And about uh, 800 calories. Yeah. Yeah, and true. about eight
3: cavities on top of it, too. Yeah. And that Texas at Alabama. I took Alabama. Where
2: yeah, did this I take was, Norm? did we, I take? We we were all
3: on uh, the Crimson Tide there.
2: Oh, we all were. Mhm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I said Alabama at home. Didn't realize that their quarterback would suck so bad.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 1 in 3 I was in a little college there. Mid-season form, how about that? All right, NFL Carolina at Atlanta. I took Atlanta.
5: Yeah, well, I, I went I took uh, Atlanta too. At Panthers here. I I don't know. i mean the injuries I knew about some of them but Probably. They, they were in it. I mean, it was tied there for a while. I can't make excuses, though. It was a bad pick.
3: All right. Don't blame the team. Uh, it's Living, early live yourself. and learn, Norm. Live and learn. Cincinnati, Cleveland, I took the Bengals. I uh, took the Browns. Yeah, Vinny and myself with the Browns there. Jacksonville and India, I took Jacksonville.
1: I think we all
2: did, did we? Mm-hmm.
3: Tampa and Minnesota, I took the Vikings.
2: Uh, Vikings at home. Yeah, me too. Tennessee Maybe.
3: at New Orleans, I reached on this one and went Tennessee. And even though Tannehill threw three picks, they still had a chance to win. Yeah. But they didn't, and that's all that matters. How would you do over there, Noel? Yeah, Vinny and myself with the Saints. Well, why yeah. don't you brag about it? San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I was about, I was about the here. Stollers.
5: I took the Stollers. I took in this the game. Steelers. All of us there. None
3: of us were close on that. Arizona at Washington. And Washington is who I went with. I thought it was going to be one of the puffy pants games of the day. Yeah. And Washington had to come from behind to win it.
2: Well, Sam Howell back there on the goal line right before the half, scrambling around, dropped the ball on the ground, they picked it up, got a touchdown. That didn't help Washington at all.
3: A win is a win. We'll all take that one. Yes. Correct. Green Bay at Chicago. This is a loss for me again. I took the bears.
2: Did well, I take the Bears? I think I took the Bears, too, we, didn't we,
5: I? All three of us agreed on a lot of games this week. This was one of them. Another yeah. one. Bears. Hey, yeah. way, to
3: work, way to work, DJ Moore, into your offense. Not Chicago. Uh, Jordan Love is brilliant, by the way. Raiders at Denver. I took Denver. All of us were on the Broncos oh, here. Okay. Philly at New England. Hey, there's a check.
2: Mm-hmm. All Philly. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Miami at the Chargers. I went with
5: the Bolt. Yeah, here you go, Vinny. This was uh, your game. You took the Dolphins. Bob and I on the Chargers. Rams at Seattle. I went with uh, the home we all team. We lost on
2: that one, I'm sure. 30-9. to nine.
5: Vinny, you, I listened in this segment. You were talking about how long until they're trading Stafford.
2: All right. And, uh, all right. We talked about that, yeah.
3: And now we got them in a wild card. Uh, Dallas at the Giants. I went with Big D in this one. Didn't think it would be that big of a victory, but we'll take it. Yes. Houston at Baltimore. We all took the Ravens. I was more of the puffy pants variety, Hammer Time 37-10. They won comfortably, but they were never blowing them off the field, you know what I mean?
2: No. Um They uh Houston kind of just hung in there. And uh, the Ravens helped them. I mean, the Ravens, you know, with 13 penalties and two turnovers, yeah. So
3: easy we were all picking the okay. Ravens obviously oh and by was, the way the spreads the spreads are yeah. just for entertainment purposes only we're just picking winners here on the show that finally last night Bills lay in two at the Jets Aaron Rodgers gets hurt on the fourth play and Buffalo still loses I took the bills I took the Jets I've
5: say so, hey I think I said how many chances are you gonna get to take the Jets as a home
3: dog well that's that's over now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good job, Josh Allen, four turnovers. So, through the first week, what's the tally there, Nolan McGraw? Am I already in the Oakland A's, Kansas City Royal territory of chasing the rest here? You're in the hole, but it's it's early. It's overcomable. Vinny's at uh, 12 and
5: eight, uh, early leader. Uh, I'm at nine and 11. Bob at seven and 13. I'm throwing
3: this crap Damn. away here. Yeah, seven and 13. Bad bad look to redeem ourselves starting on thursday night as minnesota takes on the philadelphia eagles when we come back nfl lunch talk about the injuries in the national football league a lot of them we'll get to Vinny's feeble five as well got the American in the east report coming up as tampa trying to keep pace with the orioles did so last night at minnesota and then lights out sean Merriman's going to be joining us at 1 30 talk about week one in the nfl and he's got a big fight card coming up later on in october